This is exactly right. Hello, listeners. We are thrilled to introduce the network premiere episode of our newest Exactly Right podcast, Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos. Michelle and Jordan are two New York City-based comedians and longtime friends who are ready to answer your questions about the most pressing adulting topics. Like dating, skincare routines, the essentials of parenting, saving money, how to make friends as an adult, and the nitty-gritty of work life. Mm. Along the way, they invite friends and comedians to join the party in studio and live on stage to give you advice on your adulting journey. Live shows, live shows. The episode you're about to hear is a laugh out loud in-studio conversation with the great Irish comedian and author, Maeve Higgins. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the network premiere episode (laughs) of Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos. And when you're done with that episode, you can head over to the adulting feed and listen to their brand new episode featuring writer-performer Alok. That episode was recorded live at the Bell House in Brooklyn. All the fun of being at a live show without having to leave your home. Yay! Yay! New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts, please. Or you can listen early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus on the Wondery app. And now enjoy Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos. Yay! Goodbye! Goodbye! Oh my God. Welcome. We are back. I know I love doing that to you. Sorry. It's too much. I am too much. Uh, But this is adulting. We finally crawled back. You guys, adulting is motherfucking back. Excuse me. You know who's got good taste? Exactly right media because they picked us up where we left off and you're like, you, you, okay? They looked at us like we were Courtney Cox with our real face at a Bruce Springsteen concert in the 80s and we're like, yes, we're gonna, we're doing the dances to the mob jeans. Let's go. I mean, I can't believe that I'm actually sharing this space with you. This is amazing. I know. I'm supposed to say that too. I should have worn a better deodorant. I had no idea. Why do you keep saying that? I can't smell a damn thing. You give off, as always, a sublime odoriferous emanation, Michelle Buteau. You sound like a serial killer. Someone get the knife. Listen, it's adulting, honey, and we're black. Welcome to Adulting. Michelle Buteau is with me. I am her co from Go, Jordan Carlos. Just in case you need the refresher or you're new to the show, we are here to walk you through all things adulting. Work, play, family, dating, sex, hair, and everything in between. Oh my God, it's so fun. Plus, we answer all of your pressing questions about adulting. And along the way, we're inviting comedians and friends of ours to help. And we are so excited to talk to our friend, Irish comedian, writer extraordinaire, Maeve Higgins today. That's right, honey. But first, Jordan, let's chat it up and catch it up. (laughs) I love this show. I love the show so much. It really is like the therapy that I don't want to pay for. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to pay. Well, probably because the premiums are too high. Is that what it is? <laughs> you know what? A good therapist mm-hmm. is like a good black hairdresser. Like, if they're good, they're booked. They don't yeah, have time for you. You that's know what true. I mean? That's true. I'm just saying. Who's going to do your hair then? Your friend, right? <sighs> On the stoop. I don't know. You know, I feel like black hairdressers should be like essential workers. They are essential workers. They should have gotten vaccinated first. They should have gotten combat pay. Exactly. What was I like banging these pots and pans for? (laughs) Okay, some faux locks and sheen, honey. Yes, it's just not okay. Um, Have you seen your person IRL? Yeah, I offered her an obscene amount of money, like deep 2020 to like just help me look like a normal person because I don't know how to do hair. Did you ever cut your own hair? No, no, no. Really? No. Do you remember the first time you went to get a haircut? Yes, I do. It was in a black neighborhood, so that was scary. Wait, so you grew up in a white neighborhood. <laughs> yes. The Beverly Hills of Dallas. <laughs> Let everyone know, okay? Yeah. Let everyone know. Yeah. Oh, no, we were Beverly Hills of Dallas adjacent. We were like adjacent. Because you, if you were black, you couldn't live in that neighborhood. But it was like, we we're like, um, we're a, a neighborhood over. Okay. So the Baldwin Hills. The Baldwin Hills. Absolutely. Okay, yes. the Baldwin Hills <laughs> of Dallas. in Baldwin Hills. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, yes, I remember my first haircut. I was, because we were going from half rows and afros. Mm-hmm. To fades, oh, so it was like okay. my mom was like, "We got to get you a fade." So we went to a, went to the barber shop. Your Grams. mom was like, "We got to get you, yeah, Miss Hazel, the one and only." Said, she's "We got to get you." 
Yes. So did same. your older brother have a fade and you're like, that's what I want? No, she just decided at once that we needed, we both needed fades. She saw the wind, you know, in the wind, she she was the, I remember seeing old photos of her with like leaping afros, like in 1970, like, you know, and she knew what to get. And I mean, there were some misses. Mm-hmm. My mom did get a drawer curl, you know. I had a jerry curl. <laughs> you my, had a jerry curl? My dad had a jerry curl and I had a jerry curl. <laughs> and I had, I will never forget, I had a paper route because I wanted to be, I was still a tomboy, but my mom was, because my mom is mixed, she was bad at doing hair because she really right. never had to do her hair. And so, you know, my shit was king kang. And uh, and I wouldn't sit still. And she was, oh, it was no. a lot for her to get through. And so I got a jerry curl to make it easier. I wanted to run my fingers through my hair sure. like all the white girls I went to school with sure. I wanted to get like a big old scrunchie and just get, get like a ponytail <laughs> on the side of my head and then like have my head hanging to the side and be like he's so heavy but I just had like <laughs> the one ponytail that I could not mess up for the whole week sure. do not sweat don't climb that tree unless you know how to get down <laughs> Are you saving the cat? That's not your cat to save, bitch. Get the fuck down from that tree. So I would sleep like a vampire when I was like in the third grade. It'd be like, zo, zo it. And um, now that I'm doing Hazel's hair, my daughter's hair, like, you know, I have realized a good ass part is how a black mother or mixed mother shows mm-hmm. her love, you know, for her child. It's like, yes, have them dress well and have manners. But if you can get that part straight, oh, yeah. you love your children. That's a lot. And it's hard to get a part straight with her because she's like a cat. She doesn't want to have her hair done at all? She no, doesn't sit still? No, she is giving me Cree Summer all day long. <laughs> I had to also go to the black neighborhood because we were in Hamilton Square, which is a suburb uh-huh. of Trenton. So yeah. we had to go into deep Trenton for me to get my hair done. Into and deepest it, Trenton? It was very, it was almost like Joe Clark was like the wash boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Clark! Mr. Clark! Don't say it like Mr. Clark! <laughs> I don't know why Mr. Clark, he told me that he loved me. <laughs> why is no one ever near Mr. Clark? They're always yelling his I, name down a hallway. Mr. Clark! Joe was trying to run and get the, the doors unlocked. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love that. And then remember, he was like, you want to kill yourself, Sam's? Do it exponentially. Jump. You smoke crack, don't you? Don't you smoke crack? <laughs> Trenton was the real deal, though. I mean, that oh, was... That's where that... Movie takes place. Yes, Trent. Oh, yeah, Trent High. Well, okay. Eastside High is, I believe, is got you. What they call it. Um, but yeah, that's where I would get my hair done. And um, at Eastside High, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am. But it's I, you know I want to take my kids to get their first haircut mm-hmm. right now. Um, husband's doing Otis's hair um, because it's the pandemic. Where are we gonna go? I got a guy. You got a guy? I got a guy. You always I, got a guy. I got a guy. I got a hair guy. I got a hair guy for like mixed but kids. But you're in a different borough. No, but this guy's in Manhattan. Oh, okay. Yeah, his his place is right. I mean, can we do a plug? <laughs> his place <laughs> is called Har. It's H-A-R-R. It's um, it's very cool. It's uh, it, it's like queer friendly. It is people that are like, like it, it's fantastic. Okay, it's I right love near a Stonewall. come on, come on. Yeah, it's come oh, on, come okay. on. It's, I love a come on, come on. And it's an old timey barber shop. So oh, it's like sweet. they would... He would absolutely love Otis in the chair. My guy, um, Ken, is fantastic. And he gets out the little wedge, that, you know, for little boys, put the wedge in. And Ken himself is mixed. Okay. So he's mixed black and Italian. I so he knows this. that. Where do the mixed kids go? They go to Har. They go to Har. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Did he misspell hair? Or that's just really the name I of it? I mean, it's vexing. But, it's a choice. But we do it. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. this. It's If you can get over that small hurdle. Yeah. If you can clear that, H-A-A-R, then you are in for a, a treat. It is okay. it's amazing. Like, Kais is going to be like, Michelle, I love it. I love this place. Okay. I can't wait to go that back. That is n- not Michelle? the case I know. Michelle, I love? I don't. <laughs> my husband does not sound like a nerdy Ikea showroom employee in Sweden. So sorry he doesn't have an, like extra lingonberry sauce for that ass. What is wrong with you? This is not your I'm audition sorry. for SNL, okay? You better take that shit to Pete Davidson. I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> Pete Davidson. Kim, let's not even get started. He's going to space. I heard that. I mean, Kim K's puss and space. Where? <laughs> Has the boy not been? Can he do it? He's got a rough president at this point. Not of the United oh States, but something. I really was trying to talk about getting your first haircut, but this is way more no, entertaining. No, no. I want to hear, I want to hear, like, 
First of all, I want to hear about getting your first Jerry Curl, though. Oh, like yeah. what, the drip drip chemicals. The drip drip chemicals. All the pillowcases were ruined. All <laughs> everything on the couch was ruined. I love that I I couldn't even like put my hand through my hair because it was just like a mess. And if y'all don't know what a jerry curl is, it's basically a relaxer for your hair mm-hmm. to make it wavy. And then you 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 had to pour chemical gel, very thick gel on it. Yes. Um, the stuff that you would find in between like your home chef box. <laughs> Like in the packaging, like that is like the fake gooey, ooey, ooey you're putting on your head. And the buildup on your scalp, because essentially your follicles need to breathe. And right. so, you know, you have to keep them. That's why you have to like scratch your hair when you like wash it and stuff and keep shampoo on there for like five minutes before you, everyone wants to keep the conditioner on me and keep the shampoo on. Okay. No one, this is the shit you learn. Also, being in a hair chair has taught me so much about being in a relationship because Go on. you have to be patient. Right. You can't backseat drive and assume what someone's going to do. You mm-hmm. have to wait to see what they've done, their finished product, appreciate what they have done, right? Like say something nice before constructive. Okay. And so that has helped me a lot sitting in a lot of hair chairs because back in the day, it was like magical chairs. Like yeah. you would get up and then go sit down and dry and then wait another hour because someone's cousin came in and oh, then go ooh. back in and they go out for a smoke break. Uh-oh. And it's just like... Fuck, man, are you coming back to do my hair? Right, 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 right. I mean, were you ever concerned about how flammable Jerry Curl Juice was? No, because I was like 14. Okay. So. You'd seen Michael Jackson. Yes. You'd seen the Pepsi commercial. But he was rich. I was like, stuff like that happens to rich people. (laughs) (laughs) What? what? Like, I did not know. I did not know. You weren't worried about it. But finding that right person to do your hair, you're absolutely right. It took me a long time. It's like finding a church home. As we say down south, okay. it's like finding the right church. It's finding the right person. Yes. It's being able to trust them. And it's like for life. Like my wife has seen the same hairdresser for almost 20 years now. She talks about this hairdresser all yeah, the time. Christoph. Christoph and I have gone out. We've gone like, <laughs> we've gone out on mandates. The bond is real. It goes deep. It's a special relationship because yeah. it's the person that makes you feel your best self. Absolutely. Like anyone that, those poor moms that have like eight feet of hair on the Today Show and they turn around <laughs> in the mirror when they have like a bob and like a ruching, like a ruch cobalt dress. They're like, it's the best me I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, you can't leave that person ever. And right. especially, you know, with black and mixed hair, your identity is everything. And mm-hmm. and people definitely judge you right the fuck away Yeah, with your hair. I had a barber. I went to summer college in Virginia. They said when I got there, do not go to the barber after one o'clock he drinks. Oh, shit. I was like, whatever. And so I went and then he fucked up my head. No. But a girl still kissed me that summer. Okay, because she felt sorry for you. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then also... Did you have game? No. Okay. Maybe like... It was your game that you had no chess. game? Uh, I mean, like, no, I, no. It was just a very... Are you okay? Er- no. When you I, turn into a robot, I no, feel like I, I got an abort mission. No. Yeah, well, You're- no, yeah, yeah, no, yes, no, no. I'm just being earnest and honest. I don't have game. I'm just like, I like you. And then it scares people. And then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, fine. You know, that's it. Okay. But that summer, because it was like, I wasn't in my, like, same environment. I was in Virginia. You ever, like, go to camp, whatever, and now you're, like, a whole new person. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah. And, like, nobody knew anything about me. There was no internet. So I could be, like, the person that I kind of wanted to be. Yes. Had no history. And this girl was just like, no, I like this guy. Bam, I don't care. Dope, Fucked up haircut and everything. Oh. And she, yeah, she made out with me. And I was like, I was like, I made out with her. I kissed her really rough and passionately. Oh, and no. And then she's like, oh, my God, it's too much, too much. She was like, I guess sometimes I kiss like Harrison Ford. What? Then, Who said that? Me. Why did you say because that? Because Harrison Ford kisses hard in movies. Watch Harrison Ford kiss people in movies. Which movie? Hard. Are we talking regarding Henry? <laughs> Are we regarding Henry? The Ritz Crackers? Are we? We're talking about, we're talking about, um... Fucking Indiana Jones, one, two, three, the Temple of Doom, all that. Like he he kisses hard. Just look at Okay. He creates a hard, suction. But like no tongue. 
No tongue, just a yeah. nice suction on the face. All right, Callista Flockhart, tell me all about it. Yeah, that's he makes like an airlock, and that's what I was doing. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, I guess I kissed like Harrison Ford, <gasps> and she was just like, Oh, this is almost over. I love that you got your kissing yeah. technique from Harrison Ford and not porn, because you know these <laughs> kids are fast and furious with no Vin Diesel. I don't know. I I was about to say something about getting your hair cut, but never mind. No, I but think- I, I want to know about like, was your mom present in the first time you had your hair cut? Did she say like, do this to her, do that? She's her, an anxious person, so yeah. she wanted it to look good and flat and straight and manageable. Mm. And um, I love oh, I, what I loved about Lauren Hill and the Fugees was that they were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they were woke before mm-hmm. we knew what woke was. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from New Jersey. They're from Jersey mm-hmm. by way of Caribbean ancestry. True. And um they just love the way they look no matter what. And I was like, God, how do I achieve that? I want to be a part of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of confidence. Yeah, there's so much in hair, especially if yeah. you have a parent that has different hair texture than you. Especially realizing that, you know, as a mixed or black woman, your hair on your head is at least two to four different textures. Hmm. I didn't even know that shit to like five years ago. Wow. I just thought yeah, it was you, a problem area. You have, yeah, you have many textures you know, yeah. it's beautiful. No, you, I mean, and the, thank you. No, no, it's beautiful. I love your hair. You know, oh, thank you. Oh, we got some pieces on right now because we just did Radio City Music Hall. So this is the oh, Shaka. Okay. This okay. is the Shaka Khan hair. Okay. <laughs> this is the Shaka Khan hair, and that's another thing I learned too. Yeah, yeah. Being on TV sets, they will ruin your hair, even if they're black yeah. hairdressers, and you try to like speak up for what you want. Um, you're, you're. We're just not meant to do our hair all the time, so. Uh, you know, I always encourage people to get pieces or wigs because you got to protect the shit that you have. Oh, for sure. I mean, but that was um, the first time it. I ever learned to speak up for myself was in a barber's chair because they'd be like, what do you want to do? Yeah. And you're like, uh, I'd like a two, you know, and it's like, <laughs> I'd like a, I'd like an edge up close to the skin, please. Nice. You know, and then give me like one of these, you know, yeah. like a like a line here just because it's 1997. And, uh, you know, I'll, like make me look like knots. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. you want to rule the world. Uh, yeah. I mean, I free all my sons. Look, <laughs> I love them too, baby. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think we can't license this song. We can't. We cannot. We cannot. But um, when you guys had bad haircut because that dude was drunk after 1 p.m., yes. did you say anything to him? Or do no, you just like walk away no, and be I, like, thank you? I skulked out of there. And um, yeah. it was not cool. It was like a small Virginia town. It was like something out of a Wild West. Movie and they were just like, God damn, that barber done fucked up your head, boy. It's like, oh shit, man. Oh no. But then my friend was like, you know the difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut, right? Oh. I was like, what? He's like, five days. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's basically it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. And she still made out with me. Am I right, folks? Absolutely. You and are then, such an yeah. '80s movie because it always comes down to the girl. I'd always come to the girl. <laughs> you know what's really funny is, and then I'll tell you the I'll tell you the honey hush. She was like, she was like, um, why don't we go back up to your room? And I was like, well, I don't think that's the wisest decision right now. <laughs> so we just, I went back. I to my don't room. understand what you're saying. She wanted to have in, you know, she wanted to celebrate my body. She wanted to sit on your dick, and you said no. I didn't. I wasn't ready for that much pressure. Oh, my God. You know, I didn't, I, no, I wanted to go to sleep with myself. Good for you. And just have a great story. This is just, everything about you says I carried a watermelon. (laughs) And I'm so here for it. Should we move so, on? Yeah, or, we should, I mean, we've got to move on to our guest, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, we're, we're very lucky to have this guest as so well. So lucky. Yeah. Oh I my mean, gosh. I missed her. It's I missed been her. Forever. She's in the room right now. Hello. I know, but they don't I'm know that. I'm always with you. <laughs> <laughs> we have to give the proper intro. I know. I mean, we got to give her an intro because she deserves. She's a writer extraordinaire. She's a comedian. A comedian. Super hilarious. A wit. Thank you. Dare I say a public intellectual? Yeah, you that's right. Dare. She co-hosts Butterboy. Yes, she uh-huh. does. I'm still waiting for the Butterboy to come out on stage. 
Yeah. <laughs> Where's the butter boy? Yeah. Um, no butter, no boy. He comes sliding out one day. We all get the shock of our lives. <laughs> she's written multiple books recently. So, she's so smart. Her most recent mm. is uh, Tell Everyone on This Train I Love Them. Okay, Thank I will. You. Which came out in February of this year. And do you want me to just read a blurb about the book? I Absolutely. know, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Here do we it go. in the Obama accent, <laughs> yeah. please. Uh, oh, deeply God. funny, moving, and urgent writing uh, about a country that can feel broken into pieces. Oh, my God. And the light that shines through the cracks. From Irish comedian Maeve Higgins, author of Maeve in America. My president. Everybody, <laughs> please welcome Thank Maeve Higgins. So Thank Maeve you. Higgins. Oh, my goodness. Thrilled to be here and to see both of you. So many questions. You were in Ireland for a little bit, no? Yes. Actually, yeah, in 2020, yeah. I was in Texas on a, like, reporting trip And I got so scared because I was down there at like a reporting on like a border security event. Oh, how was that? It was like a government, it was the Department of Homeland Security and I was writing about it. And they were all acting so casual as the pandemic was spreading. Like, do you remember that month when it was like, is it, will we, won't we? Mm -hmm. And then suddenly the Irish government cancelled St. Patrick's Day. Which has never happened in the history Whoa. of the world. And that to me was like a big, like a big shamrock in the sky saying like, come home. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, yes. the US yes. government who I was like writing about down at the board, they were like clapping each other on the shoulders and like sharing bagels at this conference. And I, I said, I need to get out of this country. Yeah. yeah. So I was one Smart. of those little rats that abandoned the ship. Yeah. Uh, so you were, you're from Cork, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I went back home to where I'm from, Cove in in Ireland. Yeah. And that is where the first immigrant through the gates of Ellis Island, she also left from my hometown. Wow. Yeah. The first, she was like 17 and her, there's a statue of her over on Ellis Island now. And yeah. that woman today... Is Maeve Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> she hosts a comedy show in Gowanus for some reason. <laughs> Looks like we made it. I love That's it. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like... There's not like many boasts I can say about my hometown. They're all very sad. Like, right. it was the last place Titanic stopped. Oh, really? That's Leo? my hometown. Leo yeah. stopped there for like... Leo was there, yeah. yeah Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Oh, oh my God. Before he, he, before he was kicked off that little door, the floating door. <laughs> and Kate Winslet said, I'll stay up here. Was there nothing go. else floating in the water that could have helped? There was, there was plenty of room for him too. Yeah. But he couldn't leave Rose. God, that must have been incredible No, but I'm sex. saying she could have just yanked him up onto the I door. I know, but we didn't, you know, this was like, mm-hmm. this was, this was like Kate Winslet's like her moment. time I, to be. Yeah, the, but yeah. you know those couples at restaurants that have to sit on the same <laughs> side of the booth and hold mm-hmm. hands? That was them. <laughs> the French? It was still so new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so you think it was like, it was like kind of like feminist of her to not let him... <laughs> I'm not saying that. She's a bad feminist. LOL. Let's ask Roxanne Gay. Um, So this is just a very weird general question. Living in New York and from Ireland, what is the biggest rumor about the Irish people that everybody has wrong? Oh, I think that we're like smiley and friendly. (laughs) Because people don't don't understand that like we're so dark and judgmental. But I think because we come off as so like, you know, top of the morning to you. But really we're deeply unhappy, you know, and kind of like mean. Right. Unhappy and mean? Yeah, I think so. I've read James Joyce. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. He was very unhappy, Mm -hmm. but he liked uh, farts. He was way into farts during sex. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, what an intellect. <laughs> I think you know? I think Matt Damon said it best mm. in that movie. Oh my God, Martin, uh, Martin Scorsese. Was that movie? Yeah. Departed? Uh, yeah, oh. Departed. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, he told um, Vermiglia. Uh, Vera oh, Vermiglia. Vermiglia. Yeah, yeah. He was like, look, I'm Irish American. Like, oh. if, if you're miserable, I'm miserable. I stay. I don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, if you're unhappy, you really actually have to physically leave because I, yeah. That's I so will stay funny. in it. Freud was stumped by the Irish and he found them inscrutable. That That oh. is true. Sigmund Freud was like, I fucking can't. This is this is a true thing. He found them right. inscrutable. I but mean, maybe I think that was insane. just our accent. Maybe, like maybe perhaps. we were like, I have daddy issues or whatever. And he was like, <laughs> what? Oh my but you've God. lived such an, such an interesting, interesting background. You, you lived in Zimbabwe? Yeah, when I was a child. a child. Yeah. As a child. And then you have like, don't you have seven siblings? Yes. 
I do. How, what and do you, you do with that many siblings? You guys look alike. It's real cute. Oh, we do. Yeah, we all look very alike. Y'all, but I mean, so yeah. do your kids. I mean, I don't think that's like they, a... Yeah, but, yeah. but the other I'm thing the only is, child, so I'm just like, isn't genes. that fun? Oh, but my parents also look alike. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think people turn into each other at the end because yeah. my parents are both light-skinned. From the back, I can't tell mom or dad. <laughs> it's just light-skinned, flat ass. And I'm like, ma, dad, whoever... <laughs> and they both just turn around and you still yes. don't know who's yes. who. I still don't know. <laughs> Not a clue. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely mine are, are becoming more alike as they get older too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just probably from spending so much time together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe you and Jordan are going to start looking alike because you're like work husband and wife. I mean, we could oh, probably God. pass for brother and sister <laughs> or cousins. Oh, God. I'd, I'd love to be your cousin. Oh, God. Come He's on. so happy with the idea. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly, do you see, that's family, right? It's just like, I could think yes. of nothing worse than that. <laughs> no, ma'am. I'd make you the beneficiary of so many things I own. Okay, so Zimbabwe. Like my DVR player. We're living in Zimbabwe. Was it Habitat for Humanity? <laughs> we love Zimbabwe. We love it. Except for the dictator. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah, we lived in Zimbabwe. And I mean, Robert Mugabe is still... Is Robert Mugabe still alive? Is he still alive? I don't know. I think he's dead now, but his wife is in charge. Okay. Oh. You, I thought Rick James was alive like five years ago, Mug- so you can't ask me Robert that. Robert Mugabe, that's, that's going to be the name of this episode. Is Robert Mugabe alive? These are other pressing questions. But like, I, but Mugabe, How is Mugabe doing? Mugabe! He had a golden toilet, I mean, I was there in like 1992, and oh, wow. yeah. he was alive then. And like my brother, who was just a year older than me, he was, you know, like nine or... 10 or something. Mm-hmm. He, I guess, was at a school event and shook Mugabe's hand. Oh. And then, like, so we would always tease my brother, like, you're friends with a dictator. Like, <laughs> your best friends with Robert Mugabe. Like, you know, how can you live with yourself? Oh, my <laughs> but God. But it was because he had to. Like, it was like a school thing. Or, yeah, you know? what were you and also, do? we didn't Not know. Like, we were Mugabe's like little hand. children. We were just like, that's the president. How do you find time to write? Oh, well. Because you're an epic writer. I write, yeah. well, I, honestly, Michelle, I write just when I have to. So if I have a deadline or something. Yeah. But I definitely find it hard to sit down and focus. And I always read about like, how do other writers do it? <sighs> wow. And like, Roald Dahl used to tie himself to his chair. And he did, this is like, he was writing. Whoa, the children's author? The children's author, yeah. He, he, he had a <laughs> shed. I know, right? I know. He wrote The Witches and Charlie mm. and the Chocolate Factory? I want to see how this ends. Yeah, yes. go ahead, please. <laughs> yeah, I want to see how this ends. Yeah. yeah. That, there's nothing more untoward than that, I promise. Like, he just would, okay. he would just tie himself to the chair in the morning. Just and like, himself. make himself sit there, not allowed to go to the restroom, not allowed to like, take a drink, so you know. Mode. Discipline, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Airplane mode in, yeah, in like 1950 or whenever he was writing. And so I do think there's something to something to that, like about making space for yourself. But tons of parents that I know find it really hard because it just seems like there's so much pulling on our attention. Mm-hmm. So you have to mm-hmm. kind of fight for that time. But deadlines help. And, you know, if you're not going to get paid until you hand it in, you know, practical stuff like that, I think really helps. <laughs> now tell me something because um, I read a bit of your book. Thank um, you. I'm, you almost drowned in South Africa. Oh. Your mom helped you. And then you also feel, and I'm going to get to this, mm-hmm. you feel responsible for your, your, your little sister. Oh, well, when you're from a big family, which... You're not, right? Big American family. It's three. Three kids. (laughs) Michelle, one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm from a big family, which is why they decide to have one, so I would know who my parents are. (laughs) Isn't that so nice? Welcome to the Caribbean. And yet, you still can't tell them apart when they're standing away from from you. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that when you grow up as the older one in a big family, so there's actually eight of us, and I'm number three, then you just kind of, are actually responsible for the younger one. Yeah. It's not really even a feeling. And like in Ireland, there's a thing called Mammy Ella, which is like Mammy being mom and Ella meaning other. And like the older girls in the family are called the Mammy Ellas. Yeah. Oh so it's like God. the other mothers. And like, you know, obviously I talk through this with my therapist every week. <laughs> but like at the time, it's very normal. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of fine anyway. You know, it's just like you have to look out for these smaller people. Yeah. You just have to. Because like 
two grown-ups, or often it's one grown-up, yeah. looking after this whole clutch of children, you know, you have to help with their reading, changing their nappies, doing their food, like everything. Because yeah, na- it's too much. Their nappies? Or their diapers. Oh, yeah. 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 I love that. Their nappies? I love that. So and then, oh, please go ahead. What was it like when you decided to leave and come here and pursue stand-up and a writing career? Well, the funny thing is the older three like left and we scattered around the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think maybe it's because we were so <laughs> tight at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Because um, it was like, yeah, my sister immediately, she's lived all over the world and worked all over the world. My brother, the same, like Mongolia, around Africa, and now he's in the wow. Middle East. And then I I didn't do anything as adventurous. I just went to London and then I came here because that's where the stand-up is, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. The stand-up that I keep trying to break into that I keep hearing about. You, uh, <laughs> please, no. But I, you know, I think the other lucky thing for me is it's so close, right? Because like yeah. Ireland's only less than a six-hour flight away. What's dating in Ireland like? I'm guessing like a lot of good butter and then <laughs> going to a nice pub with a, s- a snug... Yeah, that's it. What yeah. kind of butter oh do you like? I like God. every kind of butter. But so do I. <laughs> I love oh it. Oh my God. We'll get married. Oh my God. Come on. That's it. That's Let's it. put the hoe in hosier, <laughs> everybody. So- Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm Take sorry. me to church. I love <laughs> Irish butter. I'm sorry. I just love Irish butter. No, I so do bad. too. I mean, yeah, I think it, you do have to be careful that you don't end up with somebody that you're related to. All the usual, like it's a small island. You mm-hmm. have to take the precautions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people probably settle down much younger than they do here in New York, at yeah. least. I'm very specifically talking about New York, really, because I guess outside of New York, people do settle down, you know, yeah. a bit younger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just yeah. gotta be careful. You're not cousins. <laughs> that that happens a lot in my mom's home state of Mississippi. Oh yeah. First, you have to check if you're cousins. And how does she and your dad meet? I'm so curious. Oh, you want to know about my dad? (laughs) Maeve, don't even start. Maeve has been. I'm not thinking about your parents. Maeve Higgins has been torturing me for almost two years now about my father. About my my father is a he's a good looking man. You posted a picture of your father and it broke the internet. It was like that time <laughs> the, did it. You've seen, have you do you ever meet him in person? Um I've met him on Zoom. I don't oh, think I've met him on person. Handsome. My dad in person. My dad has great looks. He's a he's, he's a good looking so man. So handsome he yeah. dresses what and he's you know so I Very just suave. you know I went through your Instagram, found more <laughs> You know what you do when you have a little silly crush and it's the middle of a plague. Yes. Yeah. And I yes. fell in. Uh, <laughs> fell in love. I didn't think I we would broach this topic today. And Jordan feels so, you know, he's so immature about it. You know, he it's feels the- so awkward about it because it would be, it would mean, I guess, me being his stepmother. No, that's and he the- can't be. He can't just wake up that. to modern things that. like this happen all the time, Jordan. Please I think this is great content. Let's turn this into a Netflix don't show. Say this, okay? Maeve is all. Always being like, it's your stepmother texting you. How are you this morning? I'm yeah, just like because I care about you because you're my son. She's very good. At, <laughs> she's very good at crude comedic Photoshop, and so she'll just make photos of her and my dad together. Wait, and is it real? Send them to me. Yes. When is? I guess his okay, parents like do they them. renew? Renew their vows or something? Yes, yeah, they, they the renewed 50th, their vows. Yes. So I put my face like on his mom's. Face. <laughs> body <laughs> and sent him I took a lot of time actually Jordan because uh-huh. I wanted him to get used to the idea of seeing us uh-huh. together and... <laughs> it was it was just a lot for me and to it doesn't deal with. you know the face and body don't match exactly but I still think it looked it, you, you know did, you did the work the damage yeah, has, had yeah. been done Woo! And then I find out his father is a doctor. And I'm not the first one to have this crush either. Because Why did we wait so long into this episode (laughs) to figure out that you were his stepmom? Like, now I feel bamboozled. Look at this text begins. Like, what was Thanksgiving dinner like? How come I didn't know? That's the first thing we should have said out the gate. Because Jordan makes it awkward. All the grown-ups are fine about it. Let me see this picture, Jordan. No, I don't have the picture. I don't have it. I think I might. No, I don't know if I... I don't know what happened to it. I'm sure she kind of, like, put some kind of disappearing ink on it, and it's gone now. But, like, this this is what it says on the 26th when she sent me her lovely book. It said, hi, son. I hope you're safe and cozy. That's how she begins. 
<laughs> yeah. Because I'm trying to reestablish the back because it's awkward because we've been friends for so many years and then suddenly I'm you know fucking his dad. You're not. And- <laughs> <laughs> if you could. Just make sure. Did your dad get the vaccine yet? Just wondering. Oh. Thursday, April 1st. My God. I think this is a good time to get to questions from the audience. We got some questions from the audience that we would love you to help us answer. Okay, wonderful. (gasps) Is it rude to decline being a groomsman? Groomsman. Yeah. I mean, bridesmaids, I guess that you do get in trouble if you say no. But but maybe men are a bit better at that. Okay about it. I think what, I think... You what the found question, it difficult when your father and I were getting married. <laughs> <laughs> he did feel conflicted, I, but he did it I, though. No, Because no, it would have been rude Maeve, had you said no. Oh God, it's <laughs> nice to know that my dad is desired <laughs> beyond my mother. And uh, But I will say to answer the question <laughs> that, I, that that question is about it's not about being a groomsman at the wedding itself. It's about bachelor parties and the ridiculous debauchery that happens at bachelor oh, parties mm-hmm. and how people get turned inside out and you become somebody that you don't want to be oh, by gosh. the end of the weekend. I remember yeah. my one friend's bachelor party in in Montreal. Basically what happened was by the end of the weekend, mm-hmm. I did not know my friend. Uh, we were at um, a rest stop uh, strip club Right oh. at the outskirts of Quebec, like Quebec and, you know, the Quebec border. <laughs> because he wanted one more go. Oh, you God. Know? He needed one more go. What in the sideways is going on? I don't know. It oh. was because... Uh, and what was your... You were the groomsman, so you had to sit by him? Or, yeah, yeah. And like hand him dollars and stuff? Loyalty, oh. you know? Yeah. Loyalty. Because in, in Montreal, on peut toucher. One is allowed to touch the strippers. Ah, where, where? So that was that was that. And by the end, I was just like, dude, I don't even fucking. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you really see people's true colors at a bachelor or bachelorette party and a buffet. Yuck. <laughs> just yuck. <laughs> You're a greedy bitch. You don't need you don't need stewed beef and cottage cheese. Oh get my your God. life together. I thought I fucking knew you. Unfollow, beef delete, and cottage you know, cheese. As I will say. Um, as someone who had to pick um, bridesmaids and mm. um, godparents, um, you pick those people for a reason. Yeah. You know, everybody adds something in your life. You know that you have friends for different reasons. One can make a very serious moment light mm-hmm. and funny. Another one is like a good time. Another one might know you longer and better than everybody else. So mm-hmm. I feel like it should be just a conversation about responsibility. We shouldn't just get like a book you know, um, saying this is what groomsmen do and this mm. is what you should pay for yeah. and stuff. It should be like, it should be a conversation. It's about comfort. Mm. Have it you, is. Ha- yeah. Have you ever been a bridesmaid at one of your siblings' weddings? Um, no, actually. Because that's <laughs> and so they're all many married. people. <laughs> <laughs> Never a bridesmaid. <laughs> oh, no. That is your rom com. Never a bridesmaid. <laughs> yeah. You're dying to be a bridesmaid. 27 Never stresses. Bridesmaid. Oh, my God. I'm 20, so 27 <laughs> stresses. Oh, my God. I'm like shook now sitting here. <laughs> Welcome well, to adulting. Maybe they like small weddings. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe they want to give you, the, they knew that you were their mama, Ella, 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 AA, yeah. and they were like, no more I responsibility. What, the, what about the youngest? Is that That's a sister, right? The youngest? Yeah, actually, she, Aggie's not married yet. She might okay. Yeah, throw me a pissy dress. Aggie's yeah. my aunt's name. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> no, and, don't you fucking say it. I know it is, Jordan. Don't you fucking say it. These pants are getting tight. Okay, here's the next question. How much money? Stare off the the middle distance. No one's making eye contact. It's a very weird podcast right now. How much money should you save to move out on your own in NYC? Oh, goodness. I mean, I did. My friend texted me that it's $2.2 million to retire in NYC. 
Yeah, that's about right. Is it? It's is about it? right. That feels like a year. This, like, I yeah. think that 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 is right because I don't, yeah, right. I don't know what age actually you yeah. retire at. So that's a good. Point. Did you say two point two million dollars to retire? Mm-hmm. Okay, but this is just moving out onto your own. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we can scale that down to just getting your own no, apartment. Are you tired? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do they really want a number? Because I would say twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I'd say that. That's a yeah. good number. Yeah, to that's be a good safe. number to start. And yeah, I think it really depends what neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And what floor you're on? And yeah. are you by a local train or an express train? Yeah. How far do you want to walk from the subway? What neighborhood do you work in? All of these things you have to take into consideration mm-hmm. that where no your one really friends tells live. You where your friends live. Yeah. You know, you yeah. need a bodega and yeah. like a like a coffee shop and whatever you might need. But um, I think cheapest apartments are usually on the second floor. Nobody wants to live on the second floor. Why not? Mm. Uh, because the noise travels up, and then also let's say like. A first floor might have access to the backyard. Yeah. Top floor also has access to the backyard. and But the second floor, just like... I lived on the second floor before. Yeah? And the rats can still get up there. Oh, no. That was my main thing. I'm oh. like, yeah, it was in Midtown. And uh, oh, my roommate had an all-white cat named Cocaine. And Cocaine <laughs> tore that rat up. Wow. Oh, that's awful. I yeah. did yeah. just write about rats in the city. And yeah, I won't terrify you but there's a comedy writer Carl Arnheiner who mm-hmm. had lives in Long Island and had one come up his toilet and showed me the video oh no mm-hmm. uh, what is it I think we have a kind of a love-hate relationship with the rats in the city because yeah, yeah we have What's like the pe- love the pizza rat they can be comical sometimes yeah and, and they're yeah. kind of like a symbol you know like survivors yeah. like we feel like rats kind of no yeah. <laughs> not me is there cocaine one, yeah. sitting there I'm a sitting right there titties. get out of here is there one king rat holding up the city like ratless he just holds up the city itself ratless yeah, yeah. <laughs> on his shoulders oh my god your stepmom loves that joke yeah I'm trying to encourage him. (laughs) (laughs) Next Um, question! The next question is, this is a weird question, but also a very Mm. specific one, and we love specificity here. Mm. Um, When should your boyfriend give up on his rap career? Oh, Oh. what season? (laughs) (laughs) What time of year? That's hard. You know, I have a friend Mm. who has been doing comedy for over 20 years. Wow. They're not very funny. Right. I'm right here. They've stop. <laughs> you stop it. They've even gone through a divorce because their partner couldn't deal with oh. they said living the lie and the <gasps> other one said supporting. Oh, um, living the lie. Which one did the, the com- comedian say? Supporting. supporting. Yeah, I know, I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm not your stepmom. I can't pick up on when you're being sarcastic. I know, I know all his moods and tones. You do. He's just it's like his father. <laughs> oh, my God. I need my therapist. have to support. If you're in love with someone yeah. who has something that's bigger than a hobby, oh. how do you spread your legs for that? Oh, and they're asking, so they obviously think the person should give it up because they're saying, when should he yes, give it up? Yeah. So there's no when. question of like, when should your boyfriend give yeah. up on his rap career? Oh. When he's your husband. You put the ring on, put oh. the mic down. <gasps> That's such an ultimate, mm. like, what mm. do you mean? The ultimato? The uh, ultimato. I sauce. feel like... <laughs> I feel like it's never going to happen and, you know, that's okay. And maybe there's there's a thing that you, I, I was just um, listening to this podcast about quitting and when is when it's a good yeah. time to quit. And they say you should assess everything. Maybe maybe to tell the person, have that person, have, yeah. have your mate and have yourself assess everything in your life, except mm. your relationships, every six months, you know? Oof. And if you should quit a passion or a job or, or something like that. Right. Because you never can tell. If you're rapping, like something could pop off. Like, you know, some people have like hung Dave. in the Yeah. Like Dave. Yeah. You know, like the show mm-hmm. Dave. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you can hang in there and you never know what happens. Like that guy Nims out in Coney Island. He's the one who came up with like bing bong, fuck your life. Like that guy. He's <laughs> That's my boyfriend, actually. That's your boyfriend? <gasps> when I heard those two yeah. words. Bing bong. I had to have him. No, but it's like, but the other thing is career is the problem there for me because it's like if someone wants to rap or be creative in any way, I'm just so there for it and they they need to do that and we all need to express ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if the person is like, I'm going to make money from this, that's when it changes. Mm. And it's like, if it's stopping them from supporting themselves or supporting their family, that's the problem. 
Also, right? I feel like when people have this desire, this passion to do something in their life, they don't, and they want to make money at it. They don't realize mm. that they also are leaving themselves open for all types of criticism. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think people realize that's a part of it too. Like mm. you write all the time mm. about shit that people don't want to talk about. Yeah. That needs to be talked about. Wait, rats and toilets? Well, I mean, <laughs> racism at all. I know, I and, know. And yeah. um, the comment section is not fucking fun. No. Especially for an opinionated smart woman. Right. And it's like, how do you... Now I'm just asking off top, like, how do you deal with that? Yeah. I mean, I think in the at the beginning... It's it it kind of was a motivator for me because I'll prove them wrong, but but it really does wear you down, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when like, you know, I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Like I just got a master's degree, like you know, stuff mm-hmm. like I try and be as thorough and you know good at the job as I can be, and people are still just like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. gets it yeah. does get exhausting. I don't really know a good way of um, dealing with it except having your peers and your friends and you know just staying bolstered in other ways Absolutely. yeah 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 but but you're very right though if you make a career out of something you love um you kind of lose the innocence of it because people <laughs> come at you yeah for prepared. doing that thing also yeah. he might not be popular here you know mm. i have i have uh, an in-law um you know, it'd be your in-law too. That's right. If- <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> and I love when I love when you talk about our family. Go ahead. <laughs> Such a good boy. Very popular in England. No way. And in and in Europe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's a sensational musician, just not popular in America. Mm. Ars Barker is a great comedian. Huge in Australia. Huge, Huge in Australia. Australia. Mm. I dated a guy who had no money, not even a Metro card, and he wanted to start his own magazine. I'm like, you can't even go cross town. <laughs> and oh, know, went to Croatia and became like the Kanye West of Croatia. Exactly. Really? Like, yes. And I'm like, good for you. Also, fuck you. Okay. A few more questions. Let's yeah. do one more question. Um, since your mother-in-law was nice enough to come all the way down here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> this is a good question. This is a good question. Okay. Yes. Um, when yes. you go grocery shopping, do you shop for the entire week? A day uh, or plan to go out and get food regardless. She's from Europe. She does it just for the day. I know. You they know, do it for the day. Day for the day. But, the little bread sticking out of the bag. Uh, on your bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just like like Emily, you know. Just, yeah. Yeah. I'm making a plum cake. And I need to make a little, <laughs> yes. one fillet. But I'd love to be... Is It's adulting to get a weekly shop. Isn't it? I um, mean, it's whatever you find. Whatever's adult for you. I think if I was the organized dream grown up, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I would definitely do a weekly shop. And then, you know, if if I was like out at a show or something and everyone's like, now we're going to get some terrible food. I'd be like, <laughs> I I have my, you know, quiche at home or something. <laughs> yeah. I, that's yeah. my dream to achieve. Yeah, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I always love cooking. What about you? Do you, do you shop weekly? What do you do? I do it all. So mm-hmm. Um, mm. I get really inspired by recipes and what's in season and sure. like trying yeah. to figure out what to use in the fridge when it's at the end. Like, what is in season? My favorite now is like going through all the protein that we have at the bottom of the freezer <laughs> and making a paella. I'm like, what oh. am I going to do with these two scallops and these five shrimp and this mm. half a chicken breast? Oh, perfect. And so that's always been my go to. But, you know, I love shopping for a big family. I've I feel like I've always wanted to. So um, cute. Yeah. So yeah, I shop for the week, but then I also like pop out and get stuff during the day. I shop for the strong. When I what? when I shop, she, <laughs> what? Mom loves my hominems. Oh Mom God. loves my hominems. We said it so much, we have to leave this bit in. <laughs> Mom and <laughs> My mom and <laughs> Can we oh have the room, God. please? <laughs> no, I I'm the one. Who, well, I do most of the shopping. I do the shopping yeah. and I like it. I love the rewards program and everything like that. They give mm. you the 10% after you've gone there a long time. I love my local um, shop. It's like, it's union, unionized to the, to the people that mm. work there are really happy. And it's, it's, it's really nice. And like, you, yeah. you know, when you get like the, you get the organic stuff, I get my goji berries, I get all the, you know, it makes you feel like a, like you're taking care of yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. And with my kids, my kids never say, 
they never open the refrigerator and they're like, we're out of edamame. You know, I'm like, it's right there, kid. You know what I'm saying? It's like they never lack for anything. So that's, yeah. that's what I... Oh, that's, that's my favorite feeling too. Yeah. yeah. I hate to say we don't have it anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we ran out. Unless it's like the night before, if it's like Saturday and you need milk, you know, or whatever it is, like you can go a day without orange juice. She'd be all right. You know what I'm See, saying? that's what I mean. That's so yeah. both of you, that is adulting big time. Oh, yeah. Having that's such a great sign that you're, that you don't run out of stuff. Yeah, oh, adulting thanks. is definitely a weird mix of... Mm-hmm. Um, being thoughtful and taking care of people, but also really fucking taking care of yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you can't do all that other stuff if you are, like, falling down and, like, have a, I don't know, like, just, like, a handful of mac and cheese in your room. You know? <laughs> like, there are moments like that. Are you like describing that. me in 2021? Like all of 2021? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, this was lovely. Do you want to promote anything? Um, Just my book. Yeah. You know, yes. I'm finding it hard to just have to date people so that they buy my book. So I think it would be easier to do a podcast and say... My well, book. Yes, the book. Uh, tell yeah, everyone, tell on everyone on this train, train I, love I love them. them which has yeah. beautiful cover Thank art. You. Beautiful jacket art. I love it so much. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I was lucky. Yeah. This this artist called Ilya Milstein did this beautiful drawing, like an animated cover. Oh, so I was delighted with that. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for having me. And I'm so thrilled this podcast is back. I missed it. Oh. Yeah. So did we. Yeah, yeah definitely. Give my... And I'm just so proud of you. You, yeah. you know, me and your father, we just started. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So <laughs> you time. You're a lovely friend here. Michelle, you're, you kids are yeah, just killing yeah, it. You're yeah, killing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have well, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. I know you're worried, but... Yeah, no. <laughs> More like, Not made, hit me upside too. my head. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a walk around the block before... <laughs> we'll pick you up. No! <laughs> <laughs> Here's $5. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't beat your eyes right now. <laughs> Maeve Higgins... Well, excuse me. This was a very nice time. I'm so glad I got a babysitter, a.k.a. my husband. Uh, and I love doing adulting with you, Jordan. I love doing <laughs> <laughs> And I love answering these questions. Honestly, if you guys have any questions that you'd like us to answer, mm-hmm. we would love to hear them. Yes. You can email us at... Adultingquestions at gmail.com. That's... Adultingquestions at gmail.com. For the people in the back. <laughs> adultingquestions at gmail.com. <laughs> Well, I got to go home and take this bra off and the edible starting to kick in. Thank you so much. I'm going to go. Are you going to stay? You're going to come with me. I'm going to go watch Gilded Age. <laughs> Great. Bye, everyone. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Natalie Rin. Senior managing producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Andrew Epen And engineered by Ryo Bomb. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Our theme song is by DJ Don Will. Photography by Gijs Vendermost. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Executive produced by Karen Kilgariff, Georgia Harstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 